So we're just talking about how difficult this furious recession is on the uh, millennials. But it affects everyone across all the generations. Here, even though the unemployment rate, I'm reading this from the gray lady, rose to 9.9%, the government's jobs report for the month of April is the most positive one since the start of the recession. The economy added 290,000 jobs as the labor force swelled by 805,000, causing the rate to rise. So you got 290,000 jobs, but now you're up to 9.9% unemployment. But here's the bad news. Well, that's bad news enough. 10%, that's known unemployment. That doesn't include the people who have dropped out of the labor market, the people on welfare, the people that are sick. I mean, it's it's really much closer probably to 18% than it is 10%. Can't prove it, but you can sure feel it. Here's the bad news. More and more people are out of work for longer and longer. The number of jobless folks out of work for more than six months rose by 169,000 to 6.7 million, constituting 46% of all the unemployed. Almost half of the unemployed have been out of work for six months. I remember as a kid, my dad was a newspaper man in Cleveland, on the Cleveland Plain Dealer. He belonged to the newspaper guild, and they went on strike. And he was out of work because of the strike for almost a month. And it nearly gave him an ulcer. I know many of you have experienced this. But if you haven't experienced what it's like to be out of work, particularly if you're out of work and you have a family, it's, it's excruciating and it's paralyzing. It makes it difficult really for you to get up and go out and try to find another job, which isn't there. We've never quite experienced this in America, a recession that's gone on so long that even when job creation is strong, people have been out of work so long that it's difficult for them to climb out, said Andrew Stetner, deputy director of the National Employment Law Project. It stretches beyond the kinds of support that we are used to providing. Mm-hmm. Even though Congress has extended unemployment benefits to the point where in many states the jobless can get 99 weeks of benefits, it's still not enough. Hundreds of thousands of people are exhausting their benefits every month. And I think the word exhausting is well put. The picture is especially ugly for older folks who've lost their jobs. Though the unemployment rate for workers older than 55 is lower than the rest of the labor force, older workers are more likely to suffer long-term unemployment. Yeah, my generation. Yeah, we're getting it right up the keister. According to an analysis by AARP Policy Institute, 57% of jobless Americans older than 55 are out of work for longer than six months as of April, up from 50% in March. 7% more in one month? It's pretty serious stuff. The average duration of unemployment for older workers rose from 39% in March to 43% compared with 33 weeks for the total unemployed population. So older folks, yep. They're getting it. You know, They, I, I went looking for a job once, and, and they gave me this line, you know, Peter, you're overqualified for this work. And I went and talked to a friend about that, and they said, ah, that's a buzzword for ageism. That's their way of saying, well, you know, I don't know if all those young people want to work with someone your age. It's difficult. Let me tell you, it's a problem. Dean Baker, an economist with the Center for Economic and Policy Research, said there are two reasons older workers are unemployed for longer periods of time. First, they're more likely to have enough of a work history to be able to qualify for benefits. 
Remember, less than half of the unemployed are getting benefits. The over 55 group are far more likely to be in that half. Yeah, but those benefits are often skimpy and they also run out. Five, four, three, two, beep. Erpy iPad app presents Exorcism in Your Daily Life. Registered trademark derivatives. Let's join Billy and his dad over in their typical Billville home breakfast nook, where Billy is explaining... Uh, You see, Dad, my philosophy teacher wants me to to produce this music video about derivatives and and Freud, and and I need to go practice Ultimate Ring Ball with Bruce. Well, Bobby, I'm not allowed to talk about Freud anymore. Really? Or or Ring Ball. Gosh. But but derivatives are something else. They sure are, Dad. Uh, What are they? It's easy, buddy. You see, derivatives are contracts whose value is determined by, well, by something else. That's very philosophical, Dad. I'm trying. You sure are, Dad. So, what's a contract? Well, Teddy, for that, we'll have to doodle-dee-dee-doodle-doodle-doodle-doo on down to see Big Bill Brown there at what's left of the first National Bingo Bank. Golly! Doodle-dee-doodle-dee-doodle-dee-doodle-dee-doo. Well, hi, Mr. Brown. I'm here again. You sure are, buddy. What's it this time? Another question about the size of my fat bonus? I don't want to have to think about that ever again, sir. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, what's a derivatives contract, Mr. Brown? Oh, well, that's easy, son. It's a collateralized debt obligation, and that's a valuable product we bankers sell to hedge against risks. Do I have one, Mr. Brown? You won't even know what one is until you get an M. MBA, Bobby. You know, sometimes these entirely digital things we buy and sell here are called interest rate swaps, and and they help to protect us against abrupt changes in interest rates. You mean like the 29% my mom pays on her Kmart card? There's nothing your mom can do about that, Bobby. I I expect she'll have to lose her car. What about our food, Mr. Brown? Well, well, for that, Teddy, you better go see Farmer Jones down at the Chemical Corn Exchange Department. Well, Bobby, you see, I grow onions, and onions are the only cash vegetable crop that you can grow, but you can't bet on. I, I, I can't? No, sir, and there's a fine U.S. federal law to protect you from doing that. Golly. What if <laughs> Goldman Sachs a crap could sell those insane Wall Street gamblers and money-mad banking moguls on a deal to bet on the size of my bulging onion crop? Oh, is that like a metaphor, Farmer Jones? Stop imagining things, Bobby, and listen. All right. There are a lot of people who only care about the stuff they can bet on. Oh, that's very futuristic. Yep, it sure is. Let's say you bet the bank I'll grow 390 tons of onions. Gosh, okay. What'll that cost me, sir? 390 pink Monopoly dollars and eventually the whole international economy. Wow. Uh, Even the euro? That's sick. It sure is. Now, if you bet that I'm going to grow more tons than that... You go long. I really like to, Farmer Jones, but I'm only 13. I mean, place your bet, boy. Oh. Or you can go short 
and sell my onion contract to some other bozo. Oh, how can I sell it if I didn't buy it? Confusing, ain't it, Bubba? Yeah. And, and you know, that's the way they like it. Mm. But for the real poop, you need to Skype our most prominent futurologist, old Doc Infermo, the oh, famous exorcist yeah. down at the Homeland Infirmary Agency. Well, so, well, so Doc, I, I don't know what a derivative is, and, and I'm confused about contracts and obligatory collateralized d- d- debts, and, and well, well, what do you predict will happen, Dr. Infermo? We're doomed. Golly, again? Derivatives, another exorcism in your daily life iPad app from Murphy. I'm on the phone with Scott Wild, Oz's uh, social media guru, and today we're going to talk about how to convert the electronic masses. Give it to us, Scott. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, one of the things that that people, you know, they get involved with all this social media and they think, okay, I'm going to market my business and I'm going to bring lots of traffic to my business. Well, one of the pieces that you have to have in place before you really consider going aggressively into the social media market is a website or a home that is going to be able to convert that site visitor into someone that has a business relationship to you. Now, for many people, conversion can mean many things. It could mean that they put something into a shopping cart. It could mean that they pick up the phone and call you or download something or become a member, become a volunteer, whatever. So when we are in the social media environment, if you're if they you are linking back to your website and they're getting to that website and they get totally confused we've all had bad website experiences where we know what we want we know it's in there somewhere but it's like an easter egg hunt without any easter eggs yeah that's right i'm, I'm it's so counterintuitive and there's such most sites are so junky looking which is one of the reasons that the oz design group you know you go up to radiofreeoz.com and it's not only clean it's chic i mean people actually like looking at the page and that's got to be a big Absolutely. deal Absolutely, but the, and, and it's the thing that we're going to work on, especially with Radio Free Oz, is the functionality piece and making sure that we're going to put our ear to the ground, find out what the listeners really want, and then we're going to make it obvious. You know, I always tell people to ask this question. You look at every single page on your website, and you ask the question, what is it that I want you to do right now, and is it really obvious where to go do that?